everybody. Welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber and today I'm going to be sharing with you part of an interview that I did with my friend Erin who created the Healthy Happy Hour Meetup here in Santa Barbara. So we're going to dive more into that but also I want to tell you I know that I haven't posted in like a week and I'm not dead. I'm okay. The only reason I didn't post is because I have been moving and it's been crazy, like working from morning till night unpacking and the place is still completely crazy. It's like stuff is everywhere and then also with work and I've just been so busy. So it's the first time in 56 episodes that I didn't upload in time, but I plan on getting back into it now that things have kind of settled down. So the reason that I wanted to interview Erin is because I met her at an authenticity workshop and she reached out to me and then she invited me to her local event called Healthy Happy Hour Meetup. And actually it's not called Healthy Happy Hour Meetup, it's just called Healthy Happy Hour. And anyway, she invited me to that and I thought it was such an incredible event and it's completely free, it's just community-based and I thought it was really amazing because it was the exact kind of event that I was looking for where I could really deeply connect with people and she's just created such an incredible community around it. So I wanted her to share more about that because I feel like if you don't see the kind of events that you want in your neighborhood, you have the power to change that and create what you're looking for. And so for you, you might be really inspired by by what she's sharing and decide that you want to create your own healthy happy hour event or meetup and you can reach out to her for that. She's going to, I'm going to link her contact info in the show notes, but also just in general, if you feel like something's missing in your town, you can create it. So the second part of the interview that I'm going to post separately is with Erin and we're going to talk about how to create friends as an adult. Because that can be really difficult once you're out of school and maybe you make some work friends, but if you don't have any work friends, then how are you supposed to meet people? How are you supposed to create those deep connections with people when you're not seeing them every day? And I know that's definitely something that I struggled with and I noticed how great Erin was at creating connections with people right off the bat and with creating this community and getting people to come to this event, so I thought she had so much great insight to share about that as well. So we're going to start off talking about Healthy Happy Hour, and then definitely subscribe if you want to hear the episode about how to create friendships as an adult. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy. All right, so I'm here with Erin today, and we're going to be talking about how to make friends as an adult and how to create a community. And Erin lives here in Santa Barbara, and she has been a master at doing this. She has a huge community here and lots of close friends, which she created through her own initiative. So she's going to tell us a little bit about how to go about that, because it can be really difficult once you are out of school. And it's just so much easier in school because you're just around the same people all the time. And I know I have always moved around a lot, and it wasn't really a problem when I was younger, but once I was an adult and I wasn't in school anymore, it was really difficult to meet people. And even though I would meet people, I wouldn't really create, like, deep friendships with them. So I'm really happy that you're here today. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm very excited to 
to dive into this with you. Yeah. Awesome. So um, why don't we start with talking about healthy happy hour? What is that? What are we talking about? Sure. <laughs> How does it work? Yeah, thank you. I love talking about healthy happy hour. <laughs> um, so healthy happy hour is an event that I created just over two years ago now, which just seems so amazing. It's been going for two years. Um, it's a weekly event in which basically we have um, a structure where we have an hour of meet, eat, and greet, and then we do an hour of community circle. We share about our lives and experiences together. Um, and in general, it's it's just a way to – it's a, a space for people to meet in a healthy environment and to make connections um, and, and be a part of a healthy community. Awesome. And what led you to wanting to start that community in the first place? That's a really great question. Um, I feel like for me, I was simply just looking for ways, like you said, to meet new people. Um, at the time, I was ch- um, changing my health. I was going through a lot of different things in life and looking to make changes in my life that would move me forward in a positive direction. And I knew for me, and I had heard from a lot of other people that were successful in doing so, that the community that they were around was was huge in helping them make changes and stick to those changes and sort of shift their lives in the ways that they wanted to. Um, so I know for me, who I'm around is like super important to who I am and what I do and the choices that I make. Um, so I was, you know, hanging out with a couple of friends. I'm like, how do we, we're sitting there brainstorming, like, how do we meet new people? Like, I have no idea. And so we just went ahead and we're like, let's just throw this thing together on a Tuesday, call it healthy happy hour and see what happens. It literally just grew organically from the very first one and like took off. So yeah, I just, I had a realization that a lot of other people were in my space, like in the space that I was of looking for healthy people and healthy community. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really cool because it's completely free and it's completely based on people sharing and offering what they have. Like, people offer their home, so it's at a different place every week. People bring food. People share their personal stories. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, very obvious that it comes from a giving heart, which is really mm-hmm. amazing. Yes, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I think, you know, it's it's everybody's making it such a wonderful experience. So, you know, like, obviously, I'm, I, I like to call myself the facilitator, you know, the space holder, I sort of, you know, hold the container of the event. And then everybody that that continues to show up and has showed up so far, just just really add to that, like, that the whole experience of being nurtured and nourished and supported. And yeah, it's free. It's fun. It's it's yeah, it's been quite amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the details of Healthy Happy Hour. And then I want to talk about the greater vision that you have for Healthy Happy Hour. So regarding the details, what does it mean? Eat. What did you call it? Eat, meet and greet. Yeah. Eat, <laughs> yeah. meet and greet. <laughs> yeah. So that's just kind of like talking, getting to know each other, just very casual, right? Sure. Yeah. Great question. So the first hour, it's usually around two, two and a half hour event. And so the first hour, again, yeah, meet, eat, and greet. So you arrive, bring a dish. We usually, I kind of have some healthy guidelines for people. You know, usually people have eat this or that. But it's just generally whatever is healthy to you, go ahead and bring that to share and offer the group. So right away, you're kind of welcomed into the experience by bringing something, which I think is nice. 
Um, and then something about food just brings people together, like in this, yeah. this sweet way anyways. Um, eating food together is just really beautiful um, experience on its own. And then so the, the meet and greet part. Um, so if it's your first time, you kind of just get thrown in and meet people and it's fun. And then um, before we do the circle, I introduce people that come to the next time and people that continue to show up regularly that this is a space for um really uh, bringing your passions to the table that this is a very safe space to share what is on your heart to share if you have a particular message or a service or a business or whatever it is on your heart that like you really want to get the word out about um, this is, you know, I, I invite everybody to come with an open heart and an open mind and, and share what they've got going on. Um, I think collaboration and connection and networking is one of the like most important things in being successful in an endeavor like that. Um, and sharing your message, like you need people to hear your message to share. Um, so I definitely encourage everybody like this is networking. This is like, you know, you've got your business, and so now you get to meet new people who also are doing similar things and see where we could all work together. Um, so, yeah, the, the eat, meet, and greet part is wonderful. It's it's really about forming new connections and meeting new people. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's really awesome because other networking events that I've been to feel like networking events, you know, mm-hmm. like very stiff and awkward (laughs) Mm, but I love that you reframe it to sharing your passions Mm -hmm. like just sharing from the heart what you're most passionate about Mm -hmm. and just like another layer of connection in that way Mm -hmm. and yeah I just felt like really welcomed when Mm -hmm. I first came there so thank you (laughs) yay that's so good yeah and then um for the second part I was so excited like the first time I went there I was like oh my gosh I'm so glad I found an event like this because I felt so deeply connected to the people at the event after the second part especially Mm -hmm. and so would you talk a little bit about the guidelines that you have for the sharing circle yeah that's a great question too so those ones like, I haven't had any training. Like, this is all yeah. just um, over the two years. It keeps growing organically. And so it's it's always kind of, you know, moving and changing. And I like to keep it fluid and dynamic and always open to new ideas. But we do have a general structure as well. And so for the circle, it's basically um, myself or someone else will uh, offer a question or some sort of topic And then one by one, we go around the circle and take a couple minutes uninterrupted to just speak about it and share whatever comes up for you in the moment while you're, while it's your turn to share. Um, And a lot of people go really deep with it. Some people, you know, just say a couple words and it's, it's pretty, you know, just, it's basically like an opportunity for people to express themselves uninterrupted and in the free form of just getting out and sharing your experience out loud. Um, and then as, as listeners, I definitely welcome everybody to, you know, you hear a question. I, I do this all the time in the circle. I hear the question, and then I'm like, oh, my God, I have to have the right answer. I want to, like, sound like I know what I'm talking about when it's my turn, which is totally normal. But I invite everybody, as I introduce the circle um, before we get started, to kind of let that go and really be with each person as they speak. For one, like... 
I know as when I'm speaking, I know everybody's listening to me in that mm-hmm. setting. Like everybody is really hearing me and that feels really good and supportive. And then as a listener, you get to practice being a good listener. And um, then when it comes to your turn to share, you're like in this organic moment as opposed to like, oh, I had this all planned out. So the things that come out, you know, just can be who knows, you know, it's it's not about getting the answer right. It's about seeing what comes up for you in the moment when you share. Yeah, and I remember another guideline that you told me is to share from your personal experience. So to say, I, me, this is my experience, instead of saying, like, you know how we all, or you know how people, like, not using that kind of language. And one of the things that you reinforce is that we want to hear from you. We want to know your perspective and your experience. And um, also that we're not trying to teach each other. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to express ourselves and learn from everybody's individual experience rather than needing to be like an expert on a topic. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's been and that's something somebody offered to me a while ago that that sort of shift. And I think it really brought a beautiful flow to it. And I think it really brought an enhancement to our our experience there and an opportunity for people to practice really talking about themselves like like literally that that's like I don't want to know like it's cool if you can talk about what the general population does or thinks about this but what do you think you know really getting in there so it's fun I love to watch people who aren't used to talking like that stop themselves and be like oh wait 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 no, this is what I think. And then they sit there and they like have this experience of like, what do I really even think and feel about this? You know? And so it helps with self-reflection. And then we get to hear like the juicier, like deep things that are you and unique. Yeah. I didn't even notice that I like, I'm one of those people who's not used to doing that. Uh And I didn't notice that until I came to the group and somebody pointed it out to me. They were like, Oh, wait, 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 Amber, tell us about your experience. I was like, Mm. oh, wow, that actually requires another level of vulnerability Mm, versus just like the general population talking about it in that way versus like sometimes I feel sad. Sometimes I have a hard time. Sometimes I feel this way or think this way. Like that requires more authenticity and vulnerability. Mm, Yeah. Absolutely. And so um, during the circle, you don't actually respond to what people are saying, right? So that's a great question. Um, I like to say that you can ask guiding questions. So let's say somebody, maybe you just have this feeling, like somebody's speaking and they're doing their thing and they finish and you have this feeling like, I feel like there's something else there that hasn't been expressed yet. Or maybe you just have a random question that came up for you. Um, I definitely invite people to raise their hand and ask, like, hey, may I ask a question? And that person has total authority to say no or to say yes. And generally people say yes because, you know, speaking in public can kind of be like a little bit nerve-wracking, if you will. And so I, I find that the questions can be very helpful. My My sort of guideline for the questions is it's not offer solutions and answers mm-hmm. and you know teach the other person that had just shared something and that's not really what the question asking is about and which is why I kind of say like in general let's not you know interrupt each other when we're speaking and that's another opportunity to learn how to do that just sit and listen you know not just project what you think needs to be said next just really be there and listen um, so yeah you can ask guiding questions as long as it's like 
you know, in the flow and respectful and, and a guiding question, not like a, hey, here's what I, my response to what you said. So um, generally, that's that's how that goes. Yeah. And yeah. so you didn't do any kind of online marketing for this, right? You just did it in person through the connections that you've created, right? Yeah, it was all all in person. Um, I did do it online, um, but I haven't done any sort of meetup or apps like that it was like meeting people via mostly Facebook um, as well as going to a lot of local events just anytime I meet a new friend and I have an event like I try to go to that thing or I'll like you know what hey let's go get coffee or like just an online conversation getting to know somebody um, and then if I feel like they're an awesome person then I say hey do this thing on Tuesdays would you like to check it out and like nine times out of ten people are like what yeah that sounds great you know yeah I think it does require like a certain person to be comfortable with the sharing Mm. and like to sit in a circle and it's Mm. not for everybody which is totally fine so it's kind of good to have that filter to make sure that they're compatible with that kind of meetup and that they'll also be accepting of other people instead of just like a big online thing Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that leads me to the thought like this experience for me in this community now that's coming out of the experience is really sacred. Like it's a real sacred healing thing for me personally. And I've I've gotten feedback from others that it is for them as well. So it definitely isn't open invite. Anybody can go like we do have Facebook pages that are private. Mm -hmm. So you like if you find them and you want to get into it, you have to be my friend on Facebook and we have to have a conversation first before you get to know all the details about where we're going to be and how to get invited. So yeah, definitely. You know, I talk to a lot of people and I also make sure that like I have a good feeling about it. I don't I don't I don't know that I can ever know something, you know, like I can't know that that person's going to be a good fit or not, but I have a feeling usually Mm -hmm. about it and I try to go on that. Yeah. Yeah. And so what is your vision for Healthy Happy Hour? Because I remember the first time I went, part of your explanation of it was that you want it to expand and it's not something that you're like trademarking or something. So if I wanted to create my own Healthy Happy Hour, I'd be able to do that and you want to see more people doing this. So what is your grand vision for it? Yeah, thanks for asking um, and for remembering. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, that one, again, just growing so organically. So my big vision would be to have some sort of healthy happy hour, large, if not if not just nationwide, but worldwide community. So one of my visions is that you can go, you know, we'll have this big online organization some sort of website um that if you're in any town any city usually probably bigger major cities but wherever you're gonna go you can type that in and see if there's gonna be a healthy happy hour and hopefully they're everywhere that's 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 my big vision i i really see it doing amazing people amazing things for people so Mm -hmm. i would love to yeah see it grow and see what we can do with it. Yeah, and actually another important thing to mention is that Healthy Happy Hour is completely sober Mm. event. It's alcohol and Mm drug-free. So I think that's so important because at the Social Confidence Center where I work and we do live events, that's also a big part of it. And what Aziz always tells us is that after the event to resist the urge to just go to a bar and drink to Mm. socialize and actually be with the discomfort or awkwardness like when you're meeting new people not try to numb it with like alcohol or drugs or um yeah just to practice having fun 
by being yourself mm-hmm. and not like needing an extra thing to have yeah. fun. So, mm-hmm. um, what is your opinion on other people like making it a social event with alcohol? Um, sure. Great question. Again, um, that would be a different event. Yeah. <laughs> there is alcohol. Um, you can call it whatever you like, but, uh, as far as, as my, like the vision that I have for this particular movement, um, definitely substance free. Um, I like to say that it's substance free for the, for the two, two and a half hours that we meet. Um, and, uh, you know, come as sober as you can. I know a lot of people are in different places with substances and some think that it's okay for them or they feel like they're totally fine with the normal here and there occasional use or maybe they're struggling to get out. And so, I, you know, I want to offer this for everybody. You know, I think everybody has the uh, legitimate place here. So, um, you know, like say somebody is struggling with substance abuse and they can show up for two and a half hours sober or as sober as they can or at least not partake in those substances for the two and a half hours. I think we've done something great yeah. right there, you know, <laughs> is, is helpful enough. And, you know, you describe words like vulnerability and authenticity. Um, those are pretty key components mm-hmm. that come out of this experience naturally is is learning how to tap into those places and so I notice for when I have had substance uh, substance uses that it doesn't really I'm not as able to tap into my authenticity which is like being present with exactly who I am in the moment because I've now been altered Mm -hmm. so it's like any vulnerability that comes out is still beautiful but it isn't sort of you like for mm-hmm. me I guess I'll speak for myself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know instead of you it's about me um yeah I, I just find that I like you said I could be who I am in the moment and sometimes that's sad sometimes mm-hmm. that's like overly stressed and sometimes that's ecstatically happy a lot of the times it's you know, <laughs> if you know me at all yeah. <laughs> um but you know and so yeah the, the substance free part was was big for me um and I know that it's a big part of of other experience too yeah yeah and so what would your advice be to anybody who wants to start a healthy happy hour cool um so healthy happy hour just get out there and do it no (laughs) um no I, I would say for me I I found I was working with two other friends and we started it together so if you can find a friend or two that would be like ready and ready to rock with you I think that would be a really great place to start um, finding a day and a time that you can consistently show up, um, that is very important. I think one of the, the great things is that I have been consistent for two, I've been showing up every Tuesday for two, over two years. Yeah. Um, and now it's to the point about a year in, I got to the point where I could ask other people to host if I was out of town. So mm-hmm. that does happen once in a while, but it took a good solid year of me showing up and showing up and showing up and not worrying about if people are going to show up or not, that this is good for me. Like mm-hmm. in the end of the day, it was good for me to do. And what I've become be- from just showing up and showing up and showing up is it's been huge on its own. Um, so I think those two components finding, you know, a friend or two and picking a time to be consistent and committing to that time. Um, and then third, if, you know, if you want to be connected to this particular movement that I am a part of and that my community is creating and expanding, 
Um, you know, I'm going to have some tools out. I'm going to make actually uh, a video, a training video. I haven't quite done that yet. So this is good motiv- motivation to get <laughs> yeah. started. Um, so I'll have a training video. It'll be real simple, but it'll just be how to, you know, do your own and, and some of the experiences that I have had starting it. Yeah. So we'll definitely link your information in the show notes and then also once you do create the video i'll update this podcast and add a link to that or however they can access that awesome yeah yeah Yeah. i think the easiest you know i love facebook so anybody out there listening right now if you're into facebook or you you want to get started in a healthy happy hour and i don't have that video made yet just find me on facebook and you can post my my personal page link um and just send me a message um with any questions awesome thank you for doing that yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> I love making new friends, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah.